listening to the Top Music Guitar Podcast, the show for guitar teachers to learn about the craft of teaching great guitar lessons that students love. If you're looking to start or expand your studio and make guitar teaching your full-time dream job, you've come to the right place. Each week, you'll get to hear from some of the top guitar teachers from around the globe and get their best tips and experiences so you too can build your own dream studio. I'm your host, Michael, and I've founded one of the top guitar schools in Australia, written a best-selling curriculum, and I mentor guitar teachers. I'm excited to share my expertise with you and the wisdom of all the experts we interview. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Top Music Guitar Podcast. Today I've got a really special guest for you, someone who is doing amazing stuff in the online space and helping a lot of music teachers get their courses out there, get known on social media and get more students through the door. And that is Roha Khan. Roha, welcome to the Top Music Podcast. It is so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. Looking forward to this. Well, it's so great to have you here. And, you know, you are someone who's absolutely smashing it online. You almost can't like open up your phone or go on Instagram or Facebook without seeing something from you. And you're just putting out amazing content. So, yes, it's absolutely fantastic to have you here. Thank you so much. Um, It's, I mean, it's definitely good to hear that. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Well, can you give the listeners a brief overview of your story so far, you know, and what you did in the offline space and, and your transition to online? Yeah, sure. So um, my online story is definitely a COVID online story, that's for sure. So uh, so before COVID, you know, before and after COVID, that's that situation, right? So before COVID, I had this thriving physical studio in Manchester, where I live, Manchester, England. Um, it was absolutely thriving. I couldn't have been happier with it. You know, it was at the point where I was thinking on taking more teachers and it was at the point I was just doing myself um, and I was you know that was the waiting list it was really doing well but then you know COVID right <laughs> so that you know I still get emotional when I talk about it and you know I'm sure other teachers resonate you know because it was a big a big thing right so yeah COVID happened and it was gone from one day to the next like I know it sounds dramatic saying that now but if you remember at the time when COVID first started we literally had no clue it was just chaotic right it was absolutely crazy and you know none of my students could make the transition to online lessons I never even thought about doing online lessons but I saw in the in the Facebook groups in the music teacher Facebook groups people talk about doing zoom and you know that stuff I'm like okay so okay let's do that I asked all my students and they, were, they kind of fell into two camps either they were teenagers who were just way too overwhelmed themselves with the whole situation to you know commit to another zoom call every week or they were just too young to you know to do it right so I was back to square zero after long you know after building up my beautiful studio Manchester with blood sweat and tears so I was like okay I want online students right so if I want online students I guess I'm going to have to do some marketing online right and I had no clue what I was doing but I was so determined and then you know I made I made an absolute mess of it, but uh, it somehow worked because 
I'm not just saying it worked from one day to the next. Like I did not give up. I tested, I tried, I researched, I did whatever I had at my disposal. I was so determined and so driven to get this going. But it, it did happen rather quickly once I did that. And I, yeah, like, but the then the problem with that I found was that I did well. I got people asking me for lessons and I, you know, filled up my online studio pretty quickly, which was insane. But the problem with that was it felt very unpredictable. I felt like I was on this, you know, it just felt like you do not want your business to feel so unpredictable, right? Like, you know, I was like, I never knew when where the next student would come from or... You know, so that's when I that's when I started really looking into it and started really studying and taking courses and hiring like top mentors. Um, you know, and then I felt like my social media game was a lot more predictable and I really started falling in love with it. And then I was like, okay, I want to take it further. How can I take it further? So obviously I'm really long story short here, right? And then I launched my course and my course launch did so well that I was able to stop doing my online Zoom lessons because I just had a baby. So obviously I love teaching, but with a baby, with two kids now, I just found that the teaching and one-to-one on Zoom was just not working you know anymore and so then I was just doing the course and then I kind of accidentally started helping my music teachers friends and then I fell in love with that and that's what I do now I help music teachers grow not just on social media but really build a very predictable robust marketing system that they can use to grow their business to to what they've dreamed of and even bigger yeah so that's that yeah, that's awesome. And I think one of the key takeaways there is the fact that you didn't give up. There's just so oh, many music yeah. teachers who, you know, they try things once and go, oh, it didn't work. And then they move on to the next thing. Nah. Um, and like, then it they sounds try all that sweet once. And rosy. Yeah, it sounds all sweet and rosy that how I got such quick, quick results. But in that relatively short amount of time, there was so much there were so many obstacles and I had no idea what I was doing so much. So like I was figuring out things, but I just, like I said, yeah, I really had that determination, like nothing was going to stop me. So yeah, definitely that, that was definitely that. Yeah. Excellent. And that's the, that's the kind of determination you need. I know us music teachers yeah. are generally, you know, pretty non-confrontational and often, you know, music is the priority, but as soon as you transition into music teaching, you know, you now have to put your business hat on and, and your big boy yeah. pants or your big girl pants on and, you know, be a lot more resilient and persistent and, you know, just go, what do I want? Do I want to make this business work or do I want to be slightly uncomfortable, you know, and you got to go out of the comfort zone and, and straight into, you know, doing whatever oh, yeah. it takes to make your business work. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did. like you know obviously the people listening to the podcast you know hopefully they can also catch up with mine but like yeah like we were talking about last week um we had somewhat similar journeys you know because we you know eye on the prize (laughs) eye on the prize and nothing stops you and it's not like that's the thing it's like it can seem like I had big success in a short amount of time but like I took the risk do you know what I mean like it wasn't easy it was relatively quick, but it was not easy. <laughs> That's it. And yeah. sometimes when you take risks, you know, you only everyone only sees the outcome. They don't see all the risks that you exactly. take and the hard work that you put in. 
But, um, you know, there's that whole tip of the iceberg kind of thing. Uh, can I just ask, are you still teaching, are you still running your studio or did you jump entirely into your online, you know, okay. coaching and, and courses? So that's a really, really, really good question. Um, so the thing is, is that a couple of, so I was running both for a while, but then a couple of months ago, um, and I was even like releasing new, new piano courses and new piano products, like a songbook. Um, and I really enjoyed that. But I, I did have to decide to kind of stop doing my piano stuff for a bit. You know, I was I really want to get back into it. Really, really want to. Because I've just got two young kids. And that is the reason. Like, it's hard enough juggling, you know, two young kids and a business than juggling two young kids and two businesses, right? So my piano one is still there. Um, but yeah I'm doing well with my social media and course coaching and my clients have been doing so well and um yeah I'm definitely mainly doing that because yeah I mean I I I love it I love teaching piano as well it's really hard for me to give that a break it was really 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 difficult because I loved it so much and I you know really built it up to to do well and I'd kind of built up this whole machine and then I was like letting it go kind of but sometimes you just have to follow your intuition and, you know, just like follow the road that you you find yourself on. You know what I mean? 100%. And, you know, yeah. some some doors open, other ones close and exactly. you just literally take advantage of the opportunities as they come along. And sometimes you've got to give up certain things to move forward or, you know, to get exactly. up kind of thing. Exactly. Like, again, I think you said last week, it's about what you say no to, right? Sometimes the things you say no to are just as hard as saying yes to things. But that gives you the space and the creative energy. But I do want to get back to it. Like, why I'm so passionate about what I do is because teaching music courses, um, creating music curriculums and music courses and changing the the space of music, music education in our small but powerful way. It's just like it, it's just cannot com- be compared to anything. So, yeah. So it really is amazing to see what my clients are doing, and and you know even how my piano students are doing with my courses. So, yeah, it's definitely an amazing thing. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. I'm so glad to hear you know, your your success story and obviously all the people that you're inspiring and you know similar people who might be listening who've done other things who aren't quite on the radar yet but it's just so good to see that people you know didn't just give up during covid and actually you know took their destiny into their own hands um but moving on how important is social media to guitar teachers and music studio owners in 2022 so social media is just incredibly important it should be a huge priority in your business like I'm sure you're not surprised for me to say that but um it social media is life-changing it truly truly is it is the vehicle to any business growth you want you want to create a course build a social media following to sell it to you want to build a school build a social media following to get students you want to you want to, you know, you want to start doing something that's not music related, but something that you've learned from your time in music. Like one of my clients went into business organization because she has so much experience organizing a studio that she, do you know what I mean? And so build an audience, whatever, an audience is the vehicle to get your message out there. So it can be social media, it can be YouTube, 
it can be, I mean, social media is more short term than YouTube, but short, you know, YouTube is incredibly powerful as well. It can be um, TikTok if you do that right. I mean, it can be anything, but social media should be a huge priority because it just opens up all the doors to you and without even being this whole social media guru, like you do not need this whole big audience. You do not, you just need a way of getting your vision and your message out there in front of the right people, even if it's not tons of the right people, but a, you know, micro audience of the right people, it can change your life. And you'll be yeah, wonderful. Mm. And for people who aren't quite sure, you know, which platform to go with, what are sort of your recommendations there? Um, can you guess? I'm wondering if you can guess. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Instagram because I think that's where I first found you. Instagram or Facebook? I can't remember. I am very strong on Instagram and Facebook, but but um, especially for music, I would say TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. okay. Yeah, I'm actually. You know, thing about me, I, if you're completely new to social media, go for TikTok. And the reason is if you're learning a platform from scratch and you're starting your social media journey, it might as well be on TikTok because TikTok is seriously where it is at. Now, I love Instagram and Instagram is incredibly powerful. It's incredibly powerful for different reasons. But TikTok is just so fast growing and people are just on TikTok so much. You're going to learn a platform, make a TikTok. The reason I'm not on TikTok as much as I tell some of my clients to be even is because I'm really kind of set in my ways on Instagram. And, you know, I love Instagram. It's very powerful and it works for me. But yeah, I would say TikTok. You have to choose one, go for TikTok. But then I would say the other things to consider. So go for definitely do TikTok as your priority. Now, secondarily, I like Instagram and Facebook for different reasons. Facebook I really like because it's very text-based, so you can really just work on your copywriting skills, which will obviously translate to your sales pages, your emails, your everything, right? Copywriting is, like, you know, Michael, copywriting is one of the most important things you need, if not the most important, right? That's why I like Facebook. Instagram I like because it's very visual. You can really, you know, get your branding out there, really connect with the audience and stories and get more traffic with reels and show your authority with posts. Um, so I like them all for different reasons, but I would definitely say to anyone listening, if you have to choose one, go for TikTok, especially as a musician. We are made for TikTok because it's audio, it's visual, it's, you know, in your face. Like that's what musicians are. So like we like it is made for us. And you know, musicians and songwriters like blowing up all day, every day on TikTok. So yes. Awesome. So what's three things specifically uh our listeners, should they go out and make a TikTok or already have an existing TikTok? What's three things they could be doing to get more traffic or traction or, or students from TikTok? So okay, so I'm not the TikTok expert, but with I mean, you know, TikTok is a hard one because it is, you know, people can go viral in one day and like get 100,000 followers in one day, like from a stupid viral viral TikTok, like that is just the randomest thing. But um, just keep making videos. So a really, okay, so number one tip I would say is make TikTok videos get started, just be chilled with your videos. Don't make them very high production. Something I saw that really helped me with my TikTok, which is why I'm finally getting down to it, is that think of it as Instagram stories, which are just like 
they're not a whole post they just can be a quick thing so just film a tiktok talking about your day talking about your experience talking about the tool that pops on your mind do a like stitch with another tiktok that you know makes sense so that would be number one number two is have a clear customer journey what happens after someone sees your tiktok they probably won't follow straight away so you need to get be getting more content out there so you will keep coming up on that on their page they will eventually follow you thirdly what are they going to do once they have found you and have followed you you want to have a link in your bio which leads to a nice landing page a nice email sequence all that kind of stuff and that really is where everything, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, behind the social media is like, where are you taking your customer to? And that is where the real magic happens, right? So um, TikTok is for traffic. Um, be chilled. Don't be high production especially with TikTok, people just want chill. That's why it's doing so well because, you know, obviously over time you can, you know, you know, make more cool transitions and plan the videos more because those also do well. Yeah, be chilled with that. Um, look for ideas. Don't try, you know, dig into your brain for ideas. Just look at what everyone is doing and just adapt that for you. That is how TikTok works. Like enjoy the ease of that. And then, yeah, have a really clear customer journey and a good sales strategy behind that. Yes. Awesome. That's absolutely terrific. So guys, get on TikTok. That's the uh, <laughs> advice from Raya here. And let's get back in your lane because obviously that, that's some fantastic advice and something, you know, you said wasn't your strong point, but let's get back into one of your strong points. So yeah. tell us maybe three things guitar teachers or music studio owners can do for Instagram this year. Okay. So I know I said TikTok, but the thing is, even with TikTok, you can lead it back to your Instagram because Instagram is a cool platform and it's not going anywhere. Um, the beautiful thing about Instagram is it really gives you the chance to get traffic, to nurture your followers and to convert them. TikTok doesn't have that. So I know I was talking about TikTok. This is like Instagram is important. So three things you need to do. Content engaging and conversions so content is the generic information is give helpful content and that is good but helpful content is not enough i call it in my methodology i'll say that really quickly um self serve sales and social proof now so that those are the four pillars i teach um you know my clients use and i talk about um, you self, you want you want content that shows your opinions. So not just generic. Here's how to play A B C D F G on the piano, right? One guitar, right? You want it to showcase your personality. And Seb is giving those helpful tips. But the helpful tips should go. You know, really think about what what things are people coming up to. Not just this is this, but really dig deeper into what people what answer people are looking for and selling or oh, you need to sell right you need to give people the, a reason to take that next step right and then social proof that gives you credibility um, and shows that you know show the result and the testimonials that you're getting yeah so that's content then secondly my second tip would be engage with other accounts um, that is not just to get them to see you, but really gives you that it really gives the algorithm a chance to suggest you to the right people. So, you know, just train the algorithm to tell it, you know, engage with the engage with accounts that you want to see your account, basically. Engage with their accounts, 
So the algorithm will know who you are. And then thirdly, start a lot of conversations. Be curious. Like I've, I've gotten so many clients um, just from being genuine. Like I never expected to get clients from that. Like never. I just was curious. We just started a conversation or, you know, like it just be really just genuine and curious and start conversations. And then when you get a bit further on in the line, you can go a bit fancier with emails and sales pages and webinars. But for the beginning, just be human, be real and make connections and conversations. Yeah, yeah that's that's awesome. I think uh, Instagram is obviously one of the big popular ones. Um, and yeah. As you said, not going anywhere. Um, TikTok's yeah. up, up and coming. Um, I definitely was on TikTok, but I found it was destroying my attention span. So I basically had to um, do a dopamine yeah. detox and get off <laughs> it because I was just like, like I'd be sitting there just scrolling mindlessly and I go, okay, one more video. Okay, one more. But I know yeah. it is kind of, it is, you, you have to kind of pick your evil <laughs> because it is, I mean, yeah, like it is, it, it sucks you into a whole new level. Um, but we do have a in terms of using it as a content creator, we do have an opportunity with TikTok and with even Instagram Reels that has not come around for years and years and years. Um, the chance to truly get be put in front of like I've been on Instagram for a bit now, and like you know they've they've made the algorithm better to keep up with TikTok, but you literally have to fight tooth and nail to get seen so that's why tiktok is just we just really have the chance to be there first and that is incredibly powerful yeah that's it and there's definitely advantages to being a big fish on a small platform as opposed to any size fish on a on a platform with millions of other fishes or billion getting close to billions with instagram if not i think they're at about over the billion mark perhaps but yeah, yeah, really awesome stuff. Can you share some insight into some mistakes that maybe you've made with social media or mistakes you see people making all the time with social media? So I would say mistake one is just not really prioritizing it and not looking at it as a true investment in your business. So, you know, prioritize it, you know, learn how to do it, make the time to do it. Like, it's hard to fit it in with everything else, but this is what is going to give you more time in the future to pursue what you really want to do, you know, or, you know, teach the kind of students you want to teach. So, and yeah, like, don't give up. Keep testing it until it works. Like every single person is going to have to find their own voice, their own style on social media. So don't give up. Thirdly is um, be very clear on your target market. That's a big thing for music teachers because a lot of the Instagram advice is just following other accounts in your niche, right? Which I talk about as well. But I'm going to, as a music teacher, you really have to be clear who is your niche. Not just I teach piano, but who who are you going to engage with? So with me, what I found really was really powerful for me. And a big mistake was I just felt completely lost in a platform with the billions of people, right? Anyone could want to learn piano right? Like anyone, where on earth am I supposed to start? But once I got clear on that, okay, I want to teach adults piano, yes, but, um, you know, I want to teach maybe professionals or, you know, small business owners. Um, so I started engaging with small businesses in the UK and that's when things started to move. 
because I had a clear target market. So have a really clear target market. It's not even about niche, but decide who, who your community and your audience and your target market is, and then create your content for them and see what they want. And, you know, obviously you have to create content in the first place to start seeing that, but don't stick yourself to a niche. Um, like even when I talk with my clients, we have this thing called the ABC version of your ideal client. So don't stick yourself, like don't limit yourself to one ideal client. Just be clear on who you're speaking to. Like what is your target market? That is incredibly important. And then the next thing is not being clear on your sales strategy. Like is your sales strategy evergreen? Or is it launch based? What do I mean by that? Evergreen means starting conversations in the DMs every day or having an evergreen masterclass to a call. Um, but launches is when you have, you know, building periods where you build and nurture your audience. And then every so often you launch a product with a close date. So I love doing the launching space because I find that I'm not marketing and selling and growing and doing all the stuff, of, you know, at the same time. I have these months where I'm doing growing and nurturing and obviously I can make different sales on the back end when people reach out to me for attraction marketing but and then I get into a zone I get into like 10 or you know I get into let's say a month where I'm doing a pre-launch and a launch um, and that can make that that has made me more in my business in one month than it it makes in months so I don't really see a difference in, in income whether it's spread out or it's all in one go because that's how powerful launches are but also just be clear on your sales strategy it doesn't have to be launches like I do but just make sure you know how you are selling are you going to be actively reaching out to people every day or are you going to be planning a, a proper good well executed launch to a warmed up audience so just be clear on your sales strategy so target market what did I say target market and sales strategy and you know just prioritize those are my three top tips yeah and I hope everyone listening at home has got a pen and paper and they're writing all these things down. This is absolute gold. So I'm sure we're definitely <laughs> going to steer you in the direction of Broha very, very shortly. Um, but yeah. if you had to pick one, and you maybe have already answered this question, um, but if you had to pick one social media platform for 2022, uh, what, and I'll preface this by saying, you know, so many uh, social media gurus or, you know, hustle kind of uh business coaches on, on social media, they're all about, you know, you got to 10 exit, you got to do Instagram, you got to do YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and there's, you know, 20 different social media platforms you got to be on. And it's just completely overwhelming. So what yeah. advice would you have for people who are feeling overwhelmed trying to juggle three or four platforms at the same time? And if you had to pick one, what would that be? I've got a bit of a different answer to that because I find as someone who's busy, I love using Instagram and Facebook in tandem because then I can repurpose content without creating more content so I have a slightly different audience on Facebook and a slightly different audience on Instagram obviously it crosses over you know plenty of people on both so I would say Instagram and Facebook they work well together so let's say if you're posting on Instagram every day I know it sounds a lot but with the right things in place, you, it is achievable. And it doesn't even need to be every day. But let's say you're posting on Instagram however many times it is, let's say five times a week or even three times a week. You don't need to post that same amount on Facebook on your personal profile because that's a bit much. For Facebook, it's, 
you know, a, a different vibe, right? Um, so you could just repurpose some of the content to Facebook. And so if I had to choose one, it would be a hard one between Instagram and Facebook, but it would definitely be Instagram because, you know, Instagram has, it, it would be very hard. If I really had to choose one, it would be very hard to say bye to Facebook. But um, yeah, it would be Instagram because, yeah, like I said before, you can get the traffic with reels and even with posts, you know, they have, it's, it's amazing. They have made the algorithm a bit easier. Or maybe my content's just been better. I'm not really sure, <laughs> um, you know, but um, no, they definitely have changed the algorithm um, to make it easier to be discovered, even with posts, definitely with reels, but, you know, posts can be super good you know do super well as well um and then you can really just you know go in the dms and chat in the dms and you know you can also if you have a well-optimized bio so that's the first few lines under your name that can be very powerful you can get email subscribers on autopilot all day as soon as they find a profile your profile even before they follow you they can see the call to action they make sure there's a call to action to your freebie they can sign up and the way instagram works it's very easy for a viewer to see the link so i get a lot of subscribers just from people who just found me and followed me so i mean yeah instagram is very powerful yeah. Absolutely awesome. And on, on your bio, speaking of bios, I noticed um, when I looked the other day, it was 30K in 30 days, a, a wonderful achievement by yourself selling $30,000 worth of online courses and materials. Uh, but that's recently been changed to uh, over $100,000, which is absolutely amazing mm-hmm. and a huge milestone. So now that you have achieved uh, $100,000 worth of sales in the online space while being a busy mum, can you tell us a bit more about that? Um, well, thank you for putting in about being a busy mum because it's a whole other game. It really is. <laughs> um, and like what you're saying about those gurus, I feel a lot of it is very tone deaf to someone who doesn't have 12 hours a day to work. Um, so, yeah. Um, how did I do it? Um, it? It did, you know, I did, like, I have to say, like, I'm not planning to make 100,000. I just kind of was like, oh, wait like I was looking at my numbers and I'm like what oh like that's that's not. I mean obviously I knew I was making more money and I was you know I obviously saw you know saw that felt that and was grateful for that but it's how did I do it I mean I it was launches you know social media and launches launches just five five x you know even 10x to my business but I was saying general five x to be accurate five x my monthly income just by having good launches and my launches were absolute mess at the beginning um and they still helped me do that because I I still did my best I still did launches um obviously now I've improved and I'm getting you know and I've improved and like but you can do the same even if you're not doing launches and you're just constantly you know selling that works as well just as a busy mom I don't want to be constantly selling at this point um so for me it was launches I was having a good launch so you know having webinars and challenges um yeah basically a combination of webinar and challenges and I'll launch it offer the product um whatever I was selling at the time I've sold a whole bunch of different products now and then you know have a you know, enrollment is open until then, or you get this bonus until then. That's all I did, you know, and I sent some emails, sent some posts, talked about my stories, 
And I've I literally had products ranging from a $9 book with a few upsells to um, you know, full figure, you know, 5,000, 6,000. But I've sold lots of low ticket, not just high ticket. I think there's a lot of value in both. Uh, but that's kind of another topic, right? And sorry, just to clarify, um, so a launch is basically where you have a product or a course or something mm-hmm. and it becomes available at a certain date and is available for a certain yeah. period. And then you just do a whole bunch of promotion leading up to it um, yeah. and during that period. And then once it's over, you, you start the next product or the next, the next course. Cycle. The next yeah. product or the next cycle of growing your audience in preparation for the next launch. And um, yes, yeah, like I know it, it is, I definitely did not know what launch meant. Obviously now it's second nature to me, but I definitely did not know. So thank you for, you know, talking about that. And um, yeah, so, and the the reasons why launches work so well for me and why I love them so much is it really gives you, first of all, an opportunity to talk a lot about your offer. I mean, you can always talk a lot about your offer. It's up to you, but it really just gives you that, you know, now you are selling, now you are launch mode, like you are going to talk about this a lot. Um, and also it just gives that agency people are busy you truly need to give them a reason to buy now unless you're having one-to-one conversations and then you don't need as much agency but I've still found it worked really well with that um, you know and it really just it, the reason I work so it just builds that excitement it's a whole event it's a whole you know it doesn't need to be stressful if it's well planned it can be the least stressful thing you've ever done so yeah, you know, start thinking about how can you launch something? How can you, you know, offer a free class, a free masterclass to your audience and then, you know, offer lessons at the end of it? But um, yeah, it's not, it's, you know, like give it a go. Obviously, there's a lot more to it. And if you have it well planned, it can really make the difference. But that's what I did at the beginning. I had no clue what I was doing and somehow it worked because I I did do it, right? And I did get the mentors and the coaches and yeah yeah and maybe maybe you just ask you a question how important was going out and getting coaching and mentoring you know to your success and and finding out from people who who knew what you didn't along the way so I feel like this is a bit of a double-edged sword and I know Michael you agree with me and I'm you know glad to have come you know you know found the right person (laughs) um because I feel like too many people they get a coach and they turn around and become a coach right yeah um but that's not what I did I figured out a lot myself and obviously I did get coaches to support me, but I still had to figure it all out myself. I got, I obviously learned from people, but it was my process and my journey and something I did again and again and again and again until I could do it with my eyes closed. Um, And even then I didn't plan on becoming a coach. It just happened accidentally, right? On TikTok, if you want to find me, I'm called the accidental marketer. So like um, coaches, then um, I, yeah, like it, it, you know, like you definitely need that. Um, And I, you know, I help people create their course by giving them everything I wish I had then. But it's also about being really resourceful and, you know, listening to those podcasts, um, you know, funnel hacking, stalking people's emails to learn copywriting, <laughs> um, just practicing, just getting every, you know, getting up every day and posting something like, you know, it wasn't 
like I couldn't have done it without coaches because um a lot of what they told me that's when things you know really clicked and it helped me go to the next level but yeah it's um it was definitely my process and my journey it wasn't a step-by-step process given to me by a coach do you know what I mean if that makes sense yeah and I think there's a huge you know everyone should get coaching in one way shape or form and the easiest place to go from where you are to somewhere else is to find someone who's already done it and then exactly ask them how to do it and then along the way you piece together a bunch of different things from a bunch of different coaches and yes. put your own spin on it and you're going to have unique problems in your business which you figure out that then you can go and help out uh, yeah. other people with and yeah I do think there's you know there's a lot of people who jump the gun in terms of they take one course and that course uh, tries to teach them to become a coach in in kind of like a you know get rich quick kind of way you know yes. you learn you learn from uh one person then start trying to teach it to all these other people when you're not quite at the level where you are an expert but exactly and the double-edged sword is a great example because it doesn't necessarily mean you know you're not qualified or you can't help people um you can definitely if you're at level a b c you can definitely help people at level a and b and then you know you just keep on growing and and coming forward or or splitting what's the word i'm looking for pivoting is the word so finding a niche and, and pivoting on what you can do so yeah, it's one of those things where you can't be too critical of people. And I think a yes. lot of people, this comment's going to rub people up the wrong way because uh, it definitely, well, I, but, um, I, I know this because it, it uh, because I felt it the same way. When people would message me saying, hey, do you want to learn how to do this? And it used to really, really annoy me because it was partly jealousy. Yeah. It's like, I could do this. Why? I want to like, do that. How, how dare yeah. you? And it totally comes from the fact that you know you can probably do it, but you, you haven't you, taken the decision to or taken the action. <laughs> yeah, I used to get so triggered. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, like, who are you to say that? Like, I've done, like, way more. Like, I can do that with my eyes closed. And, you know, since I started doing this, I'm not triggered anymore. (laughs) If you're getting super triggered by someone doing something, you should probably go and do it. And you know what? There's space for everyone. Like, there is. Like, you know, people are saying there's so many music coaches right now. And I'm like, yeah, there's so many music teachers as well. Does that mean someone shouldn't teach music? Like, no, there's space for everyone. And yes, a lot of um, people out there that coach music teachers on marketing but you don't need to it's not like you just need to choose one coach and you know I have so many clients that come to me from other coaches in the space and or not even in the space you know just other coaches and then we do incredible stuff because they have that foundation of marketing you know I I, I love working with clients I've been with other coaches before and then they, they can you know they went, you know, they make more money and they grow and then they want to hire another coach. Like, you know, you don't just buy one pair of shoes, right? You know, if you're looking for a coach, don't let the, you know, you'll find the one that is right for you. Like trust your intuition and gut when finding the right coach for you. Just because a coach gets great results doesn't mean they're right for you. Just because I get great results from my clients doesn't mean I am right for you. You will know if I am right for you, if I'm the right style for you, or if someone else says. So, you know, it's it's not black and white. There's, you know, all the people that I see, um, they really put their heart and soul into it. And, um, you know, there's plenty of, good people to learn from and I'm so happy that the music space is booming from the ground up you know and yeah like because I had the experiences I had now that I've packaged this into this niche offer then my clients are getting like way faster results than me right 
well, like they they understand the process so much better and are so much more confident than I was. So, um, you know, and if you are a music teacher with a lot of experience, then you know you don't just you can you know you can branch out like you know help other music teachers it's one of the types of courses that I teach you know I call it the peer course or the old you course I'm not just the student course where you're teaching your students in a course but it can be where you were two years ago it can be what your colleagues and peers are always asking you like people always asking me about social media and you can use the skills you've developed as a music teacher which is such a, a big role in so many ways use those skills to do something else even but it all comes from your role as a music teacher that does give you this journey, this this experience to like build on that. 100%. And on that note, where can our listeners find you if they're looking for coaches, if they're looking for someone to get help from? Yeah, where can we find you on all the social media platforms that you mentioned? Okay, awesome. So um, on Instagram, I am Bracha. So it's I am then bro cha that's how you phonetically say it um and then on instagram bracha kahan brocha kahan and and then on tiktok the accidental marketer um and then i'll send you a link michael for you to put in the show notes for my instagram guide on if you know getting started or you know taking your instagram further supercharging it I hope any listener, you know, feel free to reach out the whole time. I'm definitely in the DMs whenever I can um, or in the private messages on Facebook. Um, So definitely reach out to me. You can also join my group, Music Teacher's Guide to Social Media. That's what it's called, the Music Teacher's Guide to Social Media. That is my Facebook group. That is like front row to my best social media advice, um, as well as Instagram. And thank you for having me, Michael. That was, you know, great to be on here. Yeah, it was so great to have you on here. And I'm sure the listeners appreciate all the, you know, wealth and wisdom that you've shared with us today. So thank you very much, Broha. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Uh, Everyone listening, make sure you check her up through the social media uh, links uh, that she put there. Check out her stuff. It's absolutely fantastic. And we'll look forward to seeing you guys in the next podcast. Thank you very much, guys. If you enjoy this show and want to hear more of our work, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. For links and resources mentioned in this episode, including a free ebook on how to find more guitar students, visit us at www.topmusic.co slash guitar or check out the show notes. And lastly, thanks again for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.